How the fuck are you, mate? Yeah? How you doing? You doing all right? I hope you are. Hey, it's me. I tricked you. You thought it was a silly Englishman, but no, it's an incredibly intelligent Australian man for sitting under a tree. Hey, <laughs> Jones. Tuesday, the 21st of March, 2023. <laughs> Oh, that is perfectly steep tea. Fuck off. That's what I'm talking about. <clears throat> How's you guys' week been, huh? I'm kind of freaking out today. I feel a bit manic. I'm trying to keep a lid on things emotionally. I'm prepping for the Melbourne Comedy Festival. I'm trying to sell my tickets. I'm doing my fucking... I've got a show in Newcastle this weekend on Sunday. I'm, do... I'm emceeing the club Friday, Saturday, and i got my solo on Sunday. And I'm just now starting to freak out about that a little bit. I made myself a little budget for the show. I'm looking at how much money I could make if I sell good tickets and how much money I won't make if I don't sell many tickets. We're doing okay. There's like 43 booked in, but like fucking 30 of those are on free tickets. But you know what? That's fine. Happy that they're coming regardless. But um, I've just chucked an ad on. I'm trying to promote to all sober people and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking whatever, mate. Whatever. Who cares? Who cares about that stuff? Who cares about money? You don't need money. If you've got a nice, juicy brain. Oh, I wish I believed that, man. This feels good. I'm really glad to be here now talking to you guys. I've had some lovely messages in the week. Thank you to everyone who's staving off my death for another week in messaging in the podcast. Yep. Yep. Keep the demons at bay, mate. It's our job together. <laughs> um, a few of you guys have messaged. I had, I had a couple people message me and say that they listen to the podcast doing farm work, which is pretty sick. So hooroo to you if you're out on the farm right now. If you've got a fucking dog running around, how nice is that to have a dog just running around, barking with its tongue sticking out, eh, eh, eh. you know, running through all the, I mean, if you don't farm animals, you probably don't have a dog around you because that would just be annoying if you're like farming plants, but then you just like, you're like, yeah, but like a farmer has to have a dog, right? So you've got a dog out there while you're like driving your tractor around and he keeps <laughs> Keeps running under the wheels and shit. That'd be a nightmare. My grandpa was a farmer and he used to have a dog. You know what? Maybe that's why my mum never wanted to have pets. I should probably talk to her about this, but like, <laughs> but here I go. <laughs> my mum never wanted to have pets when we were growing up. Um, she didn't want a dog. She didn't. She hated cats. And. As is the tradition in our family, we never spoke about it or why or whatever. I remember her saying she hates cats because they kill birds. And so we had birds as pets. But that's not a real pet, man. A bird, it's a fucking furry lizard, you know? Like, they're cool, they're nice, they're beautiful, wondrous creatures, but they're not companions. A bird doesn't know you, you know? They're fucking dinosaur brains, man. 
But a dog. A cat, yes, but a dog. A dog will fucking love you. Birds, birds don't love, all right? Birds don't make love, they have sex. <laughs> what was it? I heard someone do a great bit the other day. Um, they, <laughs> they weren't having sex, they were mating. <laughs> I wish I could remember who that was. They described two people having disgusting sex, saying they weren't even having sex, they were mating. And I just thought that was bloody lovely as a bit of imagery. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, my, maybe my mom, maybe the reason that she never wanted to get pets was because fucking gr she grew up on a farm where my grandpa would have a dog. And then when the dog got too old to work, they were too poor to keep it. It's another mouth to feed. So they would kill it. He would literally take it down the back paddock, put a shotgun behind its head and fucking doos. So my mum, pretty early in life, would have like had the dog and then, you know, maybe loved it and then it dies like that. Like you just, if you're growing up in an environment where your dad kills your dog the moment it's too old to work, you're probably not going to get too used to caring about animals, you know? Like, you care about them and you love them and treat them with respect, but then you're also not going to get too attached because at some point you've got to kill it. They're not really pets. They're, they're like work dogs out on the farm. And maybe that's why we never had pets growing up. And maybe that's why now I'm only just coming around to the idea of, man, my girlfriend, she gets so happy when I tell her about a dog like the quote, her just, I don't, when, even if I'm not looking at her, I can, it's, I can hear in her voice the way her eyes light up and it's just, it's the most wonderful thing. <clears throat> um, and I wonder if she grew up on a farm where her dad was killing dogs all the time, <laughs> you know, <laughs> would she allow herself that same joy? It's hard to say. It's really a moot point. I don't know why I'm even... <laughs> It's wild stuff, isn't it? Fuck, man. I don't know. I've had a weird week, to be honest, on stage. A very weird week of gigs. I'll fucking tell you a few. Wednesday night, man. I've been working so much harder on promoting gigs and I guess like getting this new platform for retaining my audience when I do shows and blah, blah, blah. just getting all this marketing stuff kind of up and running and I'm... I'm working really hard on it and I'm doing my day job. <sighs> so I haven't had as much time as I normally would to sit every day and write. I'm still writing three, four days a week, but not every day. And Wednesday, I was doing stuff all day and didn't really think about stand-up, but I just, I knew that I had, uh, I was emceeing a gig that night. And I didn't really think about stand-up until I was at the gig and I was talking to people and then I didn't really check in with myself at all or prepare myself for just the fact of going on stage, you know, or think about what I was going to say. And I went up there and I was just scrambling. I was not ready. Um, and I did the first 10 minutes 
And about six or seven minutes into that, I was trying to talk to people. I was trying to admit that I was in a bad mood. I was trying to do all this stuff to bring us together. And after a while, I just was like, this isn't very good, is it, guys? <laughs> and I think I had a bit of a go at the audience, much like I did last week on Monday. So, um, yeah, maybe a bit of a pattern emerging. And maybe that's, would that can, that's like a litmus test for the like kind of ambient mood that I've been coming with the last week or so. The kick ended up being fine. I was really proud of myself in the second bracket. Oh my God, this, this one chick, new comic, um, very funny, goes, I came off after my opening thing and someone was on stage and I was just like, oh, sorry, look, I don't know, man. I fucking not having the best day, clearly. <sighs> and I didn't do very well up there. And she just deadpan as fuck was just like, oh, yeah, maybe just like try harder. <laughs> and man, it really got me. It really, it was a absolute bullseye because I was disappointed in myself and I knew it was my fault that I hadn't done that well. It wasn't the crowd's fault. It wasn't anyone else's fault. It was my fault. And I guess I had a bit of shame and I was beating myself up about the fact that I went in with a bit of cockiness and didn't think in the day about the fact that I was going to do stand-up, you know? So um, when she said that to me, it really just it, it hit the nerve that was hurting because I felt like I didn't try hard enough. And so I was like, oh, it just, yeah, man, it fucking killed me. But I, it's very funny. I, I loved it, but I also, it hurt a lot. Um, but at the start of the second half, I picked myself up. I knew what I had to do. I just had to go on there and prove to them that I do comedy and that, you know, that I got some jokes and I can just do it. And I didn't do that well, but I managed to speak in a regular rhythm with jokes <laughs> for about 10 minutes. And at the end of that, um, you know, like at some points through that 10 minutes, I desperately wanted to be like, oh yeah, you guys still fucking hate me from before. <laughs> I was so desperate to just be like, I know you guys aren't laughing, but I know it's not the jokes. It's because we had that fucking little moment before and just go them again. But I'm like, don't do that. That's the reason you're in this mess in the first place. So just fucking keep it moving. And I did that 10 minutes and I proved to them that, you know, I was a steady pair of hands on the ship. And from that point on, I thought the night was going to get better. It didn't. It actually just fucking kept being shit. We never really got off the ground. And then there was some guy. Some guy was there and he was drunk and he <laughs> kept coming up to comedians and just bailing them up and talking their ears off with his drunk whatever nonsense and he was telling me stuff and they just there was a nightmare show but that was nothing, nothing compared to Wednesday night. Oh my God, Wednesday night. Uh, sorry, Thursday night, Thursday night. Thursday night, I uh, did a gig, a region or like, a, like an urban gig like a little bit out from the cbd at this pub uh, urban suburban suburban that's the word i was looking for urban we all know <laughs> isn't that wild how urban kind of means black that's crazy isn't it like if you in the uk if you talk about urban rooms it means like 
rooms run by black people in the black community. Is that because, is that because, and then suburban, so what do those words literally mean? Urban is like the city, like the middle of the city, like downtown in US parlance. And then suburban is like a bit farther out. And so I guess in the middle of cities, that's bad in the US. That's where the poor people are. And historically, those areas and the poor people were black people. So if you're urban, you're black. I guess that's where that comes from. Why am I talking about this? Again, I don't know. I feel I feel twice I've led myself down an avenue now that I don't 100% feel comfortable in, with the direction that I'm going. Isn't that interesting just to notice? I feel uncomfortable. I feel uncomfortable. Man, I made some bread this morning. I'll get back to this Thursday gig in a second. I made some bread. I've been making bread all motherfucking week, dude. Focaccia? Focaccia? Focaccia. Focaccia, focaccia. Kachafa, kachacha. It's been so sick. It's so easy. I can't remember whether I talked about it last week, but I've been doing it all week this week. I've made like four loaves. Oh, oh my God. I cannot stop yawning. It's raining outside right now. It's a wonderful day. I've been making focaccia <clears throat> and I have a uh, good mate who is a like head baker at this joint in uh, in like the western suburbs. I can't remember. It's, it's like near Seddon, whatever, in west, in, in west Melbourne, west, 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 west. And uh, I messaged him and I was like, what if I want to make a sweet one? How would I go about doing that? And he was just like, tell me all these things. You can put honey in the dough. You can put sugar in the dough. Um, you can do all this stuff, but just like don't put too much or whatever and just experiment. He was just basically said just experiment. So I made one and I put honey in the dough, just a bit of honey. I think I'm actually quite conservative when I experiment. I'm scared to fuck things up. I don't want to make a mistake. But I put honey in the dough and I put some, like a half a sliced peach and uh, turned out okay, but it could be sweeter. So I think I'm going to put more honey in and like shit loads of peaches next time and see how that goes, you know? But it's like it changed the consistency of it. I guess the sugars in the honey and the peach mean that the yeast is more active because it's got more stuff to eat. So it breaks down the flour better because the consistency of the bread was a little bit, not crumbly, but like crumblier or just weaker, easier to pull apart than when it's the salty one that you've really got to rip it. It's just fun. It's fun making bread, man. And I've been making sandwiches out of my savory bread, just like focaccia with olive oil, salt and rosemary on top and then cutting that up. Oh my god! And making um, like tuna, rainbow slaw, and then guacamole, which I'm making out of avocado, lime, salt, pepper, bit of feta. You know, just making these sandwiches, taking them to work, taking them out. Fucking sick. So Thursday, I get the late call up to MC this show, this suburban show, this suburban. Worse than urban. <laughs> Get the late call up because the MC's sick. So I go there. It's good money. 
and uh, I um, I show up, and the the headline is going to be Dave O'Neill, who I've never actually met or worked with, which is so cool. Like, I've been doing comedy in Melbourne since two thousand and twelve. I've pretty much met everyone, but I've never met uh, I'd never met Dave O'Neill, and he's just like an old school. He's a fucking old school comic, is what I found out. He's on TV. He's you know people know him. He's on the radio, I guess. I don't even know really, but he runs a regular. Um, night and has done for a decade, maybe longer, in Fairfield. And um, yeah, I mean, just people know him. He 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 draws an audience. But I'd never worked with him and never gigged with him. Um, you know, n- not really heard anything. Good comic, I guess. Must be, you know, whatever. Um, and he gets there, and we were just fu- we had a sick conversation, man. We were talking about old punk. Um, he's like the same age as my dad so he listens to all that music that my dad used to listen to the 70s and 80s punk and like like rockabilly stuff and like ska so sick um but he didn't get there until half time and by that time a problem had developed in the show which is that when i went on some guy was yelling out it was the first night of the footy season so I just asked everyone, like, who cares about the footy? And some guy was like, Collingwood. And I was like, yeah, fucking no, good on you. Um, and then as I kept, like, I went, you know, I talked to a few other people and then I just went into material. But he kept yelling out Collingwood or he, like, yelled out fucks and killed her or something. He just kept yelling out footy teams. And it was like, whatever, it was fine. It's the opening section. People are still settling down. So I do my stuff and then I go off. And I bring the first act on and he about halfway through his set, this guy's still yelling out and he just starts having to deal with this dude yelling out and it's getting annoying. And also I didn't, I wasn't sure if it was the same people or what, but I could hear talking. And so I went on and I tried to be like, all right, everyone, let's keep it down. Like, you know, let's try and enjoy the show and people are pay for tickets. So let's not talk through it. Or if you want to talk, just go outside or go downstairs bring the next act on, more talking, more talking. And I can see people getting visibly annoyed and distracted by the talking. And I'm realizing it is the same. It's the guy who was yelling out and his girlfriend is talking to him and she's drunk. So she has no idea what's going on. And it's annoying people. Like I can see people in the audience turning towards them because they're getting distracted because they're just talking at like a regular room level during the show. So at halftime, people are coming up to me from the audience going, hey, we just, it's really annoying that they're talking. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, let's, you know, like people, just people from the audience are going over. So I go over and I talk to them and I try and go, you know, the guy's like, yeah, yeah, sorry. And the girl's like, she's just drunk. She's going, he's just being funny. He's just calling out. He's just being funny. He's just trying to, he's helping. And I'm looking at the guy like, I know I can tell you're not drunk, so can you just fucking make sure that whatever's going on here just stops? And he's like holding her back. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I'm like, all right, good. Seems to be dealt with. And Dave O'Neill rocks up and I'm having that chat to him. Meeting the guy, lovely. And I'm just kind of explaining what's happened and there's drunk people and it's whatever. More people are coming up to us. They're coming up to him and saying hi to him. Oh, we love you on the thing or whatever. And yeah, those people are annoying. And then drunk lady rolls up. I think I went to the toilet and I came back and we were like a few minutes away from starting the second half. And drunk lady's talking to Dave. And um, 
I could see that she had come over because she thought she was in the right. She thought that I shouldn't have come over in the break and told them off. And she thought that she was just trying to help. And so her idea is to go to the headliner and tell him what's happened and like dob on me. So to try and get him to chide me, to be like, Aiden, she's just trying to have fun. Why are you telling her off for? But she doesn't know that she's a fucking idiot. (laughs) She doesn't know that he's on my side. Of course he is. So we're there and she's jabbering his ear off. And uh, I'm kind of standing there as well. And she's turning to me and she's going, but you are, you're really funny. You're really, I actually thought you really got some good jokes. And I'm like, yeah, cheers, man. You fucking condescending fuck. Like as if I need your approval. I need the group's approval, but each individual, isn't that interesting? I need the group's approval as a whole, but each individual member, zero respect. (laughs) I don't give a fuck, you know, like, I think you had good jokes. I'm like, all right, sick, fuck off. I don't need an opinion on my comedy from you. Ugh. So I'm already kind of starting to be annoyed. Plus, she's just disrespecting the show. And Dave's just trying to fob her off and smile so she doesn't get annoyed. And she's like, yeah, all right, all right, thank you, thank you. And uh, he sta- he does go like, look, we do want you to just like keep it down. And she starts going back into the same thing of like, I'm just, I'm helping. I'm just, it's just funny, you know, because like that's what comedians do. Like if people call out, it, they just roll with it and it's just funny. And um, I, I can't remember what I said to get her attention, but I just said something like, no, look, that's not the way it's going to work tonight. We're going to need you to be quiet. And if you're not quiet, we're going to have to ask you to leave. And at this point, she turns at me and she goes, listen, I could, I, this fucking comment, she goes, I don't know how many comedy festivals you've been to, but I've been to a lot. And I'm like, what? She's like, I've been to the comedy festival for uh, years. And I'm like, are you telling me that you've got more, like you're a more authoritative source of how comedy shows work than me? I've lost. I was like, dude, I'm a professional comedian. I've been doing comedy every night for 12 fucking years. What are you talking? And she goes, oh yeah, well, I'm 42. And I'm like... <laughs> I mean, at that moment, I lost, didn't I? Why did I fucking engage with her on the terms of her argument? Oh, my God. How far? It killed me. The arrogance, the fucking arrogance of you to think that you can come toe-to-toe with me on, like, I've been to the comedy festival. What do you fucking think got me in this fucking room and on this fucking stage, you stupid fucking idiot? Oh. (laughs) Here we are. Here we are. Oh, that riled me up, mate. I had to walk away. I walked away when she went, I'm 42. I was like, this is fucking crazy. And I said to Dave, look, I'm just going to go on and do five minutes and just try and steamroll them. 
and hopefully we won't have to kick them out because then that'll change the vibe in the show and it'll be all weird. So I went on and just did my stuff and I made once like a kind of underhanded little remark at them for everyone to laugh at and know that I understood what was going on. But other than that, I just did some shit and then Dave went on and had a great set and they talked all through it and they were fucking annoying as shit, but he just is a pro and he was super funny, really the be- fucking awesome stand-up. And um, at the end of the show, everyone's leaving and of course... She she thinks it's been great. She's loving it. She's loved the attention. And she thinks me and her are mates. So she I'm coming back from the toilet after the show and she's walking towards me. And she goes to try and like tickle my stomach, you know? Like that friend like, oh yeah, big fella. And I'm just like, no fucking way. I'm so proud of this. I completely blanked her. She came up to me. And went and like grabbed my, like lightly kind of grabbed my stomach and I knocked her hand away and just looked for, I didn't even look at her and I just walked straight past her and damn, it felt good. And the best bit was afterwards, other people were coming up to us and telling us how annoying they were and how great the show was and thank you. And someone... I saw that like one of the audience like was looking at me and told her mate like, oh yeah, she tried to go up to him afterwards. You blanked her, didn't you? And I was like, yeah, I fucking blanked her. That's fucking, that is right. Have I ever been to any fucking comedy festivals? You fucking absolute rat. Oh, how can I make that into the title of the show? That have I been to any comedy festivals? No. Have you been to? I don't know if you've been. Because the way that she said it, any comedy festivals, it was like she was saying like any instances of the comedy. Fe- you know, like it, that's not even how you talk about it. I don't know if you've been to any comedy festivals. It's like I don't know if you've been to any shows at the comedy festival, or I don't know if you've ever been to the comedy festival. Which even that's kind of wrong. Just the way that she said it also belied her ignorance about comedy generally. It's like you clearly have been to like, maybe you go once every three years, yeah? You don't even go every year. I know you don't go every fucking year. Oh, what can I call it? It's got to be the title of this show. Have you ever been to the comedy festival? I'll put that like, it's close. Have you ever... No, have you ever been to any comedy festivals? I'll put that. Comedy festivals. Do you ever find when you're writing stuff by hand, you start writing a word and you kind of expect it to autocorrect? <laughs> like you expect to just, I expect to write F-E-S-T and then just be able to hit festivals rather than have to write the whole word. <laughs> Because I'm just on my phone all the time. Oh, that's the title of this this week. Have you ever been to any comedy festivals? And the picture is going to be... I wish I should have got a picture of her, shouldn't I? That's someone who just deserves to have their picture surreptitiously taken um, and their privacy completely disrespected, I reckon. The photo for this week is going to be a nice photo that I took yesterday of the sunset um, over the empty block in Brunswick, around the corner from where I used to live, because last night I did the show at Teller, which, by the way, it's off until the end of the comedy festival now, so, um, you know, that, but 
if you want to um, go check out some great comedy in Brunswick, highly recommend the new show at Teller. Those guys are running a great show. Oh, you know what? I've got an even better picture of a better angle. But yeah, there's a there's a vacant lot there just near where I used to live on uh, Barclay Street in Brunswick. Man, um, yesterday, I've actually just remembered this. Yesterday, I uh, I went to the endodontist yesterday, which is uh, some kind of tooth specialist because I need to get my root canal done. And I've finally started, but I've got the two appointments now. I went for the consultation yesterday and he's like, yep, you need a root canal and we're doing it. I'm really excited because this tooth has just been cooked forever. Um, but I had like an hour free beforehand. I went to the comedy festival office, did this quick filming thing. And uh, my appointment was at 3.30 and I got out of there at like 2. So I had some time. And I was just pottering around on my bike in Carlton. And uh, I went to look in the university. There's, they're building the new train station there on Grattan Street, I think it is. Um, one of the five new underground stations for the um, the rail. Fuck, what's it called? The Metro Tunnel. Um, so I was walking around there and I just, I love trains and construction shit, you know. So I'm walking around looking at that. And they had a little art installation on the hoardings and it was the coolest thing so i'll read it it's called 100 years 2021 by an artist called jenny lewis presented as a part of photo 2022 international festival of photography this collection of intimate portraits tells the stories of 101 residents of hackney london at every age from birth to 100 these life-size portraits reveal a neighborhood up close the deep sorrows fierce joys and many contradictions that all our lives contain 100 Years is an insight into one community through which the viewer finds con connections with their own community, wherever in the world it may be. So they're these big portraits all along in order from 0 to 100. She interviewed, yes, yeah, someone at each age. So there was a baby, 0. And then underneath them, they had little quotes from those people. So she interviewed them, took a nice portrait of them in their home or in some kind of intimate setting. And like the baby at 1, the quote was just, Daddy... And then as I get older, whatever. And I should have taken photos of more of them, but I didn't. But I got photos of some. So I'll read um, this one, Andre. I started f taking photos with, of, of the old ones. Andreas, 82 years old. I sleep about three hours a night. I listen to the Greek radio. After midnight, it's the Cyprus radio. I like people phoning in and dedicating songs. I miss my old friends from Cyprus who, one by one, are dying. I sing in a Greek choir. I keep the language and the music with me. Beautiful, huh? You could just picture like the thing that I liked about these quotes that they had was it it's like you can kind of get an idea of the person's life and I was looking for a point where cuz like I could see the ones in their teens and the kind of naivety or the headstrongness of being a teenager and then people in their 20s and then the ones that were around my age, people were talking about parenthood, um, people were having kids or not having kids or that, but there was a lot of that kind of thing about children and then as people started getting older, there were more people talking about their children and their families or talking about their lives and the different choices that they'd made. And then the ones who were really old were just kind of, well, I'll, I'll read another one here. 96, Irene. 
He was such a nice person, my husband, not one of those flashy types. The thing we was ever choked about was that we couldn't have children. He said to me at the time when we come from the hospital, he could see that I was upset and he just got hold of me and he said, never mind, we're together. Isn't that amazing? She's 96. That would have been like 50, 60, 60 years ago, maybe 65 years ago. She still remembers that and her husband's dead and she's an old woman. Amazing. This one, Ted, 97 years old. This was my favorite one. He's a, an old man standing in his living room. He's got his walking stick there, his creased trousers. He's like a very squat. I mean, he's 97. He's old as fuck. And he says, if you get a good partner, you've got it, to my mind. If you have your arguments, just go with it. At the end of the day, these little rucks don't matter. Share your journey with someone. <sighs> oh. And then this one, Renee, 100 years old. I've got a past, all right. I married a gangster. He thought he was Humphrey Bogart, used to wear a white Mac. He was 21 at the time, in too deep to get out. My boyfriend now is 28 years younger than me. I became frail six or seven years ago, and Terry said to me, I will never leave you. I'll always make sure you're all right. We've never lived together, but every night he rings and says, I love you. Isn't that wonderful? And I mean, she's just, she's just got some day-to-day shit. She's 100. And she's just got some day-to-day shit going on. She's got this guy who rings her every night and says, I love you. Damn. Cool. Really cool. So that was a wonderful little project to stumble on. And uh, what I loved about it was that the experience of seeing that was like, I found it. Do I still have any tea left? Yeah, I do. Oh, baby. I found it. I saw the hoardings and uh, I... I found it like in the 30s and I was like, I've got to go back to the start and start reading from the beginning. And I decided I was going to read all of them because I had about an hour. And it took me like 40 minutes to read all of them. And something that I was thinking as I read them was, isn't it so nice and aren't I so lucky to just like, it was in a busy thoroughfare. So people were walking past, you know, uni students, or people from like working or whatever all walking past on their way to do shit and none of them were stopping and re- no one else. I didn't see a single other person stop and read these things and they were beautiful. It's an incredible project and it's not that they didn't care or whatever. I don't think it was just that people don't have the time. Who has the time to stop for 45 minutes and read 101 little things and look at a bunch of photos? Me, I do. Isn't that fucking awesome aren't I so lucky so that was a really nice thing and it was sunny and I was just kind of standing the weather was nice and for periods of it I was standing in like a beam of sun so I was being warmed up and looking at these things and yeah (sighs) I do want to talk about Saturday um and then I want to be be wrapped up I reckon um before I do what can I say if you are in Newcastle or know anyone in Newcastle, I am playing there doing my new show the morning after on Sunday, the 26th of March. So if you know anyone out there, please let them know. Um, They can use the promo code SOBER to get four tickets for the price of three. So basically buy three and get a fourth ticket free. Bring a little crew down. It's at the Newcastle Comedy Club. I'm very excited. The tickets, they are kind of selling. A few have sold today, a few sold last week and it looks like I'm going to make okay money from that. So that's nice. That's good. 
Then um, also, if you're in Melbourne or if you know anyone in Melbourne, my show at the Comedy Festival starts next Thursday, the 30th of March. Um, the promo code there is also SOBER. Two for one tickets for the first Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, so opening weekend, uh, 30th of March to the 2nd of April. And I think my Brisbane shows just went on sale in May. Maybe Gold Coast might be on sale as well. I'm doing Geelong at the end of May, I think. And I'm looking at dates for Canberra and Wollongong as well. So um, if you're in any of those places, come through, man. I'd love to have you. Um, All right, so Saturday night. Saturday night. I, fuck, I love Saturday, man. And Saturday this week, I was playing, again, playing football with the boys we decided to go late because it was supposed to be hot. It didn't really turn out to be hot, but it was supposed to be a really hot day. So we decided to go late. We started at 6 p.m. and we went out to North Melbourne Football Club. They have an AstroTurf pitch there with lights that go on automatically when it gets dark. And uh, we got a good number. There were like 18 of us jumped on the pitch and um, we played and it was getting dark and the lights weren't going on and the game was really good and we like there were a lot of people out so it was just you know competitive whatever but it got too dark we couldn't see and it was such a bummer and i was like looking up the number for the council tried calling them tried calling the footy club i left a three-star review on google saying that the lights went out (laughs) and we were sitting around for like 15 minutes after the lights didn't come on when it got too dark just like being annoyed and angry and like what the fuck you know the lights always come on and i got to the point i said look i left them a three-star google review and we were laughing at that. And as I just, like, we started laughing at it and we would, you know, like, uh, I said it and then, like, we started laughing. And about 30 seconds after that, out of nowhere, at 8.15, weird time, the lights just came on. And we fucking whooped and hollered and lost our shit, man. Everyone. Oh, it was, the, it was sheer, pure joy. When the lights came on and uh, we hung out and played for like another hour and hour and a half or so, 9.30, Great games, man. I love, um, I love, I think I've said this before, but I love being around, you know, like guys who like, you play sport, you want to play well, you get annoyed when people are shit, you get annoyed when you're shit. And I love being around people who express anger in the same way as I do. Like just yelling, getting frustrated, doing petty shit because it's funny. Like when someone, when you see someone lose control, like to their anger and do something stupid, it's fucking awesome. man. (laughs) And one of the guys uh, was really upset at one point. I kind of, I can't even remember why, just whatever we're playing. And uh, the ball went out and he had to go get the ball and he grabbed it and he was annoyed that I guess he was annoyed that he had to go grab it. And he went to throw it back and it hit a post and bounced off the post and went back past him. So he had to turn around and get it again. (laughs) And we all fucking laughed. And then uh, he got to the pitch and he had to give it to someone else so that they could kick it in from the side. But rather than like give it to them, he like threw it in like a really petulant way, just like kind of past them because he was annoyed. And that was just beautiful. You know, like he just, he was defeated. His anger defeated him and it was beautiful to see. Um, oh, 
after we finished playing, uh, a few of the guys are Indian and uh, we went out to dinner and they were like, oh, let's go to this one Indian place. Spice Mix was the name of it in Brunswick. And we went there and the Indian boys ordered and we just were like, whatever, go for it, you know, and uh, got a bunch of curries and naans and stuff and it was great food and people were arguing. One of the guys is Israeli and one of the other guys was arguing with him about Israel and that was hectic, but it was really funny and good natured and we were there till like midnight and then we all paid the bill and walked outside and I was thinking like we're going to leave and then they just started arguing about Israel again <laughs> I was like oh my god I gotta go home it was the best day man it was the best football session best dinner best hang you know good vibes all around just the best time man a really really great time so I feel Really lucky that I got that at the moment. There's a good bunch of dudes in Melbourne out there playing soccer and in comedy. And I don't know, I'm feeling really good, man. As much as I said I had a weird week on stage and whatever, I'm feeling like I'm heading in a good direction at the moment with my comedy. I'm excited about some new stuff that I'm saying. I'm excited about where the show's at. I'm I I'm kind of scared that I'm not going to sell a lot of tickets and I am stressed about that. But I don't know, man. At the end of the day whatever you know it comes and goes but i've i've got the idea for the podcast where i'm going to interview people um about drinking and i'm kind of sitting with that idea and i'm excited about starting that next month as well so good shit all right that's me this week i hope you guys are doing good man if you're on the farm or if you're listening put hanging the washing out or whatever the fuck you're doing I hope you're having a good week. And uh, if you're a new listener, by the way, give us a five star on Spotify or iTunes. Do your thing. Um, I'd really appreciate that. Follow us on Instagram. Whatever, whatever. I'll talk to you guys next week. This has been Aiden Jones sitting under a tree. Peace.